Welcome to episode 64 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I am joined by Brian. We are two artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all-round shit-talkers. Ordinarily, we are joined by Kevin McNamara, but unfortunately he had to stay late at work last minute, and we were left to fend for ourselves. We miss you, Kevin. Please come back. This week we are talking about Obi-Wan, we are talking about the new season series Miss Marvel, and we're talking about trailers and video games and everything else that goes on. I think I have a bit of a mental breakdown at the beginning of the podcast, but um, let's not dwell too long on that. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes, giving us a rate, review, a like, subscribe, anything you can do to help the podcast is greatly appreciated. Additionally, you can head over to Instagram. You can follow us there at The Endless Cast on Instagram. We put up pictures and artwork and clips to go with each episode. And that's a great place to send us a comment, send us a movie recommendation. Tell us if you disagree or agree with anything that's going on. You can also email us at theendlesscast at gmail.com. Same thing. Tell us what you think, tell us what we should watch, tell us where we're right, we're wrong. It's a great way to get in touch. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. What's up, YouTube? Smash that no. like button. Don't forget no. to subscribe. Everybody, uh, no? Okay. Why? How'd you do this? I'm oh. going full douchebag. Unpack that. Why? Why, though? Why? Why? Why am I going let's full douchebag? Unpack it. I'm trying to drive people away. Oh, okay. Okay. Say more about that. I find that having people around uh, makes me uncomfortable. And uh, if I'm uh, if I'm enough of a douchebag, then they'll go away and I won't have to live up to any expectations of, of um, not douchebag. And how far back have you thought like this? Always. Always. Everyone needs to go away what, because what, then I can't the, disappoint What was them. the first time you remember thinking? What happened the first time that that thought popped into your head? It's when I was five years old and the childminder locked me out of the house because my parents were away and she didn't want to deal with me because I wasn't... Uh... Oh, God. And how did that make you feel? Can, can... No, you started this. Obi-Wan is... <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a real story. My mother told me that once. Um, there were a couple of fucking people oh, that were like childminders. <laughs> And they came back and they were just like, what do you mean you locked him in the back garden for the last four hours? He's five. He was like, he's being a distraction. It's like, fucking hell. That explains so yeah, I don't, so I don't, much. I don't, I don't deserve to be liked is the lesson that I've learned. And, um. Good God. Oh my God. <laughs> I wish we were recording this. This is gold. The anguish. Right across your face. It's it's the Mount Rushmore oh, of anguish. God. Miss Marvel started this week on no, we're, uh, we're not Disney there. Plus. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you could talk to that five-year-old, what would you say? What would you tell them right now? What do you think they need to hear from you? You know what you did. You deserve this. Can we please talk about <laughs> pop culture and media? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Let's see. Let's see where it goes. You'll never be good enough to that pack in the house. I've been wanting to say this for two weeks now. That I've never been good enough to let in the house. Why well, I tell you that all the time. Um, Vader. Is he iconic? Sure. Is his design also super dated? Also, yes. Like, just... Talk about a franchise just being stuck in the past. Like, it, it's... It's, I think it really holds, holds it back. Okay. There's a scene towards the end of the new episode 
where they're escaping mm-hmm. from uh, awesome looking space castle in the ocean right and it's a space wizard and a rebel spy trying to sneak a kid out of a space base in the mm. ocean mm. and it just boils down to pew 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 pew, pew kind of sparks and 70s effects and it's like yeah we can move past that the fucking nerds will survive they survived the prequels they'll survive more updates it just it it the mandalorian i think does it quite well um because you know it the mandalorian is very much it's a western and it leans on these kind of big mythic characters and stuff like that and the the characters mm. lend themselves to those type of stories but they also updated their their looks like Mando's helmet looks like Boba Fett's, but his the rest of his costume is very, very, very modern. You know, it's like what if? It's like what if you know Clint Eastwood's character? Yeah, they, they tighten some shit up. Yeah, it, it's it's if Clint Eastwood's character in you know the Dollars trilogy was in space, that's what he might wear, yeah. and it looks great. I w- and I was thinking about this a little bit as well, like only from a slightly different kind of perspective, just in terms of like somebody's got it in their head that they need to start bringing these characters in line with the original trilogy a bit. Like, the fact that the last time we saw Obi-Wan Kenobi, he was, okay, the height of his powers, whatever, but he was doing somersaults, throwing tanks, fucking flying through the air at the back of the force, and and, and doing that fucking Obi-Ani spin with the lightsaber that fucking nerds love. Like, the fact that he was a goddamn superhero... And they're like, yeah, but by the time we get to a new hope, he needs to be like barely able to move shit. So like, let's couch that in trauma and limit his powers and bring the lightsaber battles back to a slower, clunkier, more medieval style. And it's like, I wish, I wish they'd just double down on the fact that like nobody. I mean, we, we've never been given the sense that you know, ten years of not use it. I, I've never thought the force was a use it or lose it kind of scenario. You know. It's not, a, he's, he's, not like, a perishable he's shape. skill, like like our friend might say. I just I just don't <laughs> think it needs to be so beholden to something from fifty years ago. Yeah. Uh it just really like I, I don't dislike this series, but there's two episodes left. I'll probably never watch it again. Uh mm. just It's it, been boring. It's stuck. But not 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 just this show. Like the franchise is stuck, and it's not going to get any better with Andor. Yeah, you know, like I was looking at it, going the first time we see Vader in his palace, there's a shot where he's sitting at a throne, talking to a holograph thing, and it looks like dog shit. It it honest to god looks like a it looks like somebody sitting in their gamer chair with a green screen behind them. I. I don't want to. I feel like I've jumped on here to be shitty about Obi Wan all of a sudden, um, carrying the energy that I treat myself with to uh, the the Lucas verse. But that shot annoyed me. Like the the last time we saw a version of Vader tearing through that corridor in, in Rogue One, it was like cool. Okay, mm-hmm. it's still that design that you've an issue with, but like let's see what Vader can do. You know, 
and there's some creepy shit with him sort of marching through the town dragging people around by the force but it's like we could be stepping this up a notch this could be way more dynamic and like i i had that thought again because of mando i was kind of convinced to look for different directors at the end of each episode of obi-wan and it's like it's the same director mm. for the last yeah it's the same director all, all the way through so far mm. right and after the first one i was like oh this was really kind of ponderous and i do see what like there's a little like we mentioned the sort of lawrence of arabia sort of sergio leone pacing thing happening there and i thought okay well maybe whoever's directing episode two will knock this up a notch and it'll get a bit more exciting because th- that chase scene with the little girl through the woods like and even even the sort of um aikido style fighting that obi-wan does in the first episode second episode um he's anticipating everything and moving before anything else moves and it's a little it's just off and it's just everything just feels a little too staged a little too stiff a little too whatever and like this i don't have a problem with what's happening in the stories but it's just not dynamic like even that scene at the end of the last episode where the speeder the two of them come flying into a hangar and we've got this shot on the hood of them as they should by any laws of momentum crash into that fucking wall directly behind them and then it decides to hover and like the last time we saw a speeder like that was Empire Strikes Back was Hoth and those things are zipping around the place and that's 1970s technology in terms of like you, you get the sense that those things are you don't get the sense that they just hover ten feet above somebody and go pew 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 pew. When when so, when this was rumored, you know, a couple of years after Revenge of the Sith, like oh, you know, they're going to do, you know, people want more McGregor, they want more mm-hmm. Obi Wan, they want something to bridge the gap between this mm-hmm. and a New Hope. This isn't the show anybody imagined, you know. It's just not. No. And I, I'm, no. I'm not, and I'm not you, like I said, I, I don't think it's bad or anything. I've watched it. It's fine. But like I said, I'll, I, I won't watch it again. It's kind of forgettable. And and it's so frustrating because anytime we get a moment where we get to see McGregor engage with an emotional moment, we, we said it the last time, He's there, he is compelling. Mm-hmm. The 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 anguish in his eyes, the, his reaction to things are real. He is compelling, but part of what came out of, or part of what drew people to this concept was was it a, was it an illustration or was it a comic? There was definitely a statuette I saw that like sideshow did of nomad Obi Wan Kenobi, you know, with like a Tuscan gaffy stick and like just like he'd been hanging out on Tatooine. It was just imagined him. Like, there was a couple of versions of his head. There was, like, a Ewan McGregor head. There was an, uh, an Alec Guinness head. And there was, like, a somewhere in the middle kind of thing you could get. And, like, I think as much as anything, that statue is the basis of, like, at least from my um, awareness of the content, you know? Like, there may have been a book, there may have been a comic that led to that statue. But I know that that statue came out and then people were like, hey, can we get that show? Like, I drew an illustration of him in a cave back in, like, 2010 off the back of that statue. And I was like, this is fucking cool. Like, he's just wandering the planet as well. Like, he's, he's still a Jedi, but he's beat up. It, it really does feel like they're trying to bring, like, the, 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 the skill levels in line with the new hope. It's too beholden to, to you know, 50-year-old films or whatever they are. Hmm. 
um, 45. I saw somebody talking as well about, I think, did I screen grab it to you? Or... There was a definite thing. I, I want to just talk positively about something. I'm, I'm kind of annoyed that Go I'm on. coming in and shitting on this. But there was, there was a thing where somebody was like, Somebody passed some comment about the the diversity in the empire, and when I was growing up reading the comics, part of what made the empire so evil and the rebellion so admirable was that the empire had some weird human or sapien centric kind of agenda as well. They were literally Nazis. They were literally Nazis. No other species was allowed to be a level member of the empire in, in a sort of Roman sense. You were a Roman citizen or you were a slave or conquered element, but you weren't a member of the empire. You couldn't have been in, uh, you, in the 90s empire or the 80s empire, you couldn't have been an inquisitor on a level with Vader. You know, you were subspecies. You you couldn't have been, like there's, there's narrative in those, um, in the expanded universe stuff where it's like, you couldn't be a woman and rise to a high rank. Because the Empire were the Nazis. Yeah, they were pieces of shit. They were... The the Empire burned Owen and Baru alive outside their moisture farm. Like, they were... And then when I see marketing where you're like on an airplane and they've got the fucking rebel symbol and the fucking Empire symbol, it's like, choose a side. And it's like, no, don't tell kids to choose a side. This is a cut-and-dry narrative for children. This is supposed to be a... There's a bad and a good here, and the bad are the xenophobic, fucking racist fascists that are no good. No good, you know? It's like they're trying to make you identify with the Empire in order to sell fucking toys, but the point of the fucking Empire is them bad come back to the light side. Shouldn't be... uh, I'm old, I'm cantankerous. Can I? Can we talk about Miss Marvel instead? Because I was watching that and I was like, I was, I, I went into that thinking, is this going to be another Disney Plus series that I'm kind of just lukewarm on? And I really enjoyed it. It was really charming. Maybe a little long. I feel like they could have tightened some stuff um, up, but I thought it was okay. I watched it twice. It didn't have my full attention, so maybe that's mm-hmm. why I didn't find it long. But okay. um, I liked it from. From the off, it's a great introduction yeah. to to the character. Very creative. Um, the show looks great. It's really bright. It's really colorful. It's a lot of mm-hmm. fun. Her family are great. Yeah. Um, she's kind of a villain though, because like she made her dad cry, and the guy. He was the guy really going for something. The guy was... dressed up as a hawk. Yeah, and he was so he was excited. So excited. And she made him cry. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I can and get a look past that. Honest to God, like that is the the best version of a concession that you could have got. Your mother sewed you a costume in cultural keeping with your upbringing and your passion. And, you know, it felt like that could have been a discussion that could have just been a simple discussion of like, I love this idea. I like that you're letting me go. Can we make this like culturally no relevant Miss Marvel? Yeah. 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 But it was one of those things where it's yeah. like, I didn't feel like there was but they were great though, like, drama well, anyway. Yeah. It's like, why would anybody fight with their mother over nothing? You know, like all they need to do is talk shit out reasonably. 
That's all they need to do. Why would anybody fight with anyone? <laughs> Come back to me. <laughs> You're getting life lessons left and right all over the place here. I'm not built for this shit. <laughs> life. Um. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I, you know, it skews it a little younger. It doesn't have. It didn't have like a, you know big set piece like a lot of the kind of other mm-hmm. shows have had, but it didn't need it. Um, mm. It was just yeah. about her, her yeah. network of friends and her family and, and her. And um, I feel I feel like the set charming. piece money went into the production design, like that conversation they have a text message through the yeah light, yeah very nice the, the neon touch. lights and stuff was gorgeous really, yeah. really nice yeah. Um, I do think about the like. I was watching that thinking. Of, uh, well, I was thinking about it indirectly in relation to an Obi Wan because like you've got. If you're the directors of this show or the showrunners of the show or whoever the driving creative force of it is, you have to be involved in every frame of it in order to make that work. You know, you have got to be on top of those storyboards to go, this is working and, and shooting it and the, the the visual effects of it. You're, you know, that is a sort of an Edgar Wright. Like there was a bit of baby driver in that, you know, walking around the type of thing. He gets it from other places as well. Yep. But like, you know, it it's... You can't, you can't point the camera and hope. You have to plan that shit out. You know, yep. the the cosplay stuff was so fun. The the best friend dressed up as Tony. I didn't get him at first, um, but I was like, oh yeah, Tony. Um, the what the elder millennial kind of principal was very funny. He's a guidance counselor, is he? Okay, whatever. Maybe yeah. No, I, I thought he was a guidance uh, counselor. I assumed everybody was familiar with him. Are you familiar with him? Uh, no? no, no. He kind of blew up uh, at the start of the lockdown because he was doing these impressions of things, but he was like doing an impression of like banana breads agent and all these kind of like abstract concepts as opposed to, you know, people and stuff. And they blew up on Instagram and he's very funny. He's a writer as well. Writer, oh, okay. mostly writer, but he he started doing these just kind of sketches and bits, kind of character stuff on Instagram. Uh, he's very funny. Very... I haven't heard anybody else talk about him. But I, like I follow him, so I assumed I assumed everybody else was following no. him. But what's his What's his name? Uh, Jordan Firstman, JT Firstman okay. on Instagram. No, I didn't know. Uh, he's cool. I did not know. Yeah. What do we think is the mother's connection to that bracelet? Is that Is that known in comics? Like, is that like I'm going? Like she saw the bracelet and sort of flinched it and put it away immediately, right? Yeah, I think her grandmother is something. Ah, um, like because she talks about in, in the comics, uh, she's, she's known people that get lost in fantasy. Yeah, in the comics, she's in Inhuman, right? I don't know. I think she is, or at least she gets her she gets her abilities from the Terrigen Mists in the comics. I think. Okay. Um, I think they might bring some of that into this. That's kind of where I think they're going. Yeah. I also heard a rumor, if you want to hear some rumors. It's not I about do. this specifically, but further down the line. Uh, Secret Invasion. It's going to be a yes. Kree invasion. It's not going to be Skrulls. It'll be Kree, apparently. That's what I'm hearing. No, there will be... Have there we w- met the Kree? There will be Kree and Skrulls. Yeah, loads of times. Kree, Ronan's Kree, right? Ronan's Cree, 
uh, Jan Rog, um, what's his face? Jude Law. He was Cree. Jude Law. Um, oh, yeah. Bunch of Cree. Yeah, we've we've met okay. we've met the Cree. Now scrolls will be in it as well, but the the way they're going to change it is that it's not going to be that there was a load of sleeper scrolls. It's going to be that. Yeah. So it's not that the shapeshifters will be the bad guys necessarily. It's that there'll be a lot of Cree on Earth who just look human because a lot of Cree look human. Look human. As a rumor, I don't know if don't know if it's true or not, but I think it's an interesting way to go with it. It's also cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, effects-wise for sure. Yeah. Um, fascinating. So I think it'll connect to that. Is, possibly. is Secret Invasion a series? Yep. With the... Um, okay. Sam Jackson. The image I sent you of um, all of the upcoming Marvel projects, that there's a lot in that, isn't it? There's a lot I was like, I'm not going to watch that. There's a lot, of, and I'm it's not it's not even that. that I have no interest. It's just kind of fatigue. Yeah. By the time it rolls around, do you do you think we say that? Do you think we say that now because we're looking at a mountain going ugh? But when it's one step at a time, maybe we'll we'll just go through it. I mean, I'm not going to. I don't think I'm going to watch a lot of the animated content. That's pure. I mean, I put a lot of stuff on in the background, so I might Mm. just throw it on. But I mean, what got me into this in the first place was that you know, it it had that, and this is 14 years ago as well, but like it had that feeling of reading a comic. And I was like, oh, I'm Mm -hmm. interested in that. I'm going to see that to see how that connects to that and that connects that. And four four movies and a chapter closer in an Avengers film. And in the same way. When they would then do spin-off comics, like ah, I'm not so interested in that character. If it connects to something bigger, then yeah, I'll check it out. But like, there's no event that they're building up to that we know of yet. So why do I need to watch? Yeah, that's where, that's where they're that gonna lose me. Yeah. And I'm I'm the guy that wants to I'm the guy that wants to watch all of this stuff, but they're gonna lose me because of lack of structure. Yeah. Do you, if you tell me I have, it's a sentence. If you tell me there's five words in a full stop, I'm on board. But if you tell me we're just going to keep saying things without any direction point or, yep. you know, I need I need that full stop. I need that breath. I need to go, ah, there we go. Next. Yep. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, are there better analogies? No, I think that's, I think that's pretty okay. on the money. Hmm. Yeah, like mm. you saw the stuff I X'd out, and like again, it was it was more the fact that that stuff is coming after, much further down the line than other stuff coming up. You know, yeah. it wasn't the fact that I don't like that character, I don't like that character. It's like by the time this comes out, like my interest, I wouldn't say it's waning at the moment, but it's I'm not, I'm not hooked or engaged or invested in the same way I was, you know, five years ago or ten years ago. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I we could talk all day about that, and we will, because hmm. that's what Let's we're here to do. Uh, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, I know nobody really agrees with me yet on the weekly format thing, but I think that's part of it. Um, yeah, I think the, sto- I, I, the, 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 the story, the stories could, aren't could... urgent enough. You know. Like we wait a week a lot of time for an episode to come out and then the episode comes out and we yeah. watch it. It was like, did I really need to wait a week to see that? Yeah. You know? 
as opposed to like I'd watch an episode of Game of Thrones episodes. and I'm like, fuck, got to watch that next week. And then watch the next week is like, oh my God, I got to see it again next week because there was stuff yeah. happening. But each one of these, I'm like, yeah. these are all ready to go. Yeah. You could just put them out now because for the most part. If I could watch six of them in a row in an evening and come away going, that was fucking awesome. And then I get to wait a month and anticipate the next Marvel thing or two months and anticipate the next... But um, this week-to-week dragging on thing, it, it's like, okay, Miss Marvel, that's just started. Thor Love and Thunder, She-Hulk, Marvel Untitled Halloween Special, What If Season 2, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Even I if think I the care Halloween the Guardians. special thing is that werewolf by, what's it, thingamajig? Werewolf by Night? Yeah. Mm. I think that's what that is. Um, and is that animated or live action? That's live action, and Michael Giacchino is directing it, apparently, and... Elsa Bloodstone is going to be in it and Blade might make an appearance and I'm actually kind of interested in that one because um, I mean that could be Werewolf by Night as we've covered is, is where we first meet uh, Moon Knight mm-hmm. so it's an easy sort of crossover if they want to do it Gail um, Gail Garcia Bernal was supposed to be in that but I think he was confirmed to be in it but there's been just very little talk around it but he's the mm. main character in that I think um, okay I'm actually kind of interested in that one. See what they do. And it, you know, secret, it's secret, in, so Guardians Galaxy Halloween special, that's going to be Christmas. Secret Invasion, February maybe? Do we have releases for these things? Um, Wakanda Forever, I guess May. That's That's got to be summer 23, right? Quantum Mania. sooner, possibly. Well, I'm just going by the the, hol- the holiday special sitting in place oh, okay, at right. Christmas. I don't know, know if that's in order though, necessarily. That's true. Um, Secret Invasion. I think Wakanda Forever series. might be out this Christmas. Mad, okay. Yeah, it's out November. Yeah. November? Yeah. November? That's right. Yeah. You said it. I Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I think you've still got me there. The Marvels. I mean, yes. Marvels, yeah. X Men '97. I don't think no I think I'll watch some of that, but I'm not crazy hyped for it because mm. the show the show's got a nostalgia thing. But go and try and watch it now. Um, yeah. Spider Man Four is that happening next year? I don't know. That feels very soon. Though I suppose they shot Spider Man ages ago, and then we pandemicked. Blade, Loki season two, Captain America four, Deadpool three. It's interesting to see that in the Marvel slate. I Am Groot, that's animated. Marvel Zombies, it's got to be animated, right? Spider-Man, Freshman Year, animated for sure. Fantastic Four, Agatha House of Harkness, not really interested. Armor Amy Poehler's been added to that. Go away. That's what I heard. I don't know if it was confirmed oh. or not. That's what I heard. I wonder what the vibe they're going for then is. Armor Wars apparently... Oh, no, I'm interested. Armor Wars apparently is all over the shop. Oh, really? There's a lot... Of, but, again, rumours, but... Apparently there was a lot of ideas for Armor Wars that have been cannibalized by either Ironheart or Black Panther 2. So Echo. Well that that'll be Shanti Untitled Series. But they, but Daredevil's Oh no, but what I mean is thing. that'll be the introduction introducing, to Daredevil. introducing those right. guys, yeah. Ironheart. Ironheart's gotta be the fallout of Armor Wars then, right? Uh no fallout of She's in Wakanda Forever. Do you know, looking at that list, and maybe it is because of the image as well, but the only thing I really care about is Loki Season 2 because it's the only thing I feel like is going to move anything forward. Mm-hmm. 
because well, Kang is the quantum mania. I know it's. I know it's going to. I know everything. I know that somewhere in there, something's going to move something forward. And I just don't know it yet. It, but it, Loki too is the only thing I can. It's really strange that, like they said years ago, that this is how this phase was going to be, and I was like, I think that's a mistake. And then here yeah. we are, and and here we are. But there's, I'm going to run through that list again for you, and you tell me what is the Avengers movie. What is the moment? Miss Marvel, Thor, She-Hulk. The series Secret Oh, sorry, Invasion. Secret Wars. Sorry, Secret Wars. Sorry. Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. That's not even on the list. Exactly. But there's three years worth of content here, at least. What year did Avengers Endgame come out? I heard that Secret Wars was supposed to be out like next year or the year after. But it's all been delayed because of the Panini. It's it's it ultimately does not matter. I could be fucking dead. I'm an old fucking prick. Like it doesn't matter. But what made this work was the episodic feeling, the 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 comic like structure of it, the sense that there was a fucking plan. You trusted that it was going on. I don't have that anymore. Yeah, this, this just, feels this, very this how... kind of once-off, stopgap, you know? Yeah. Which would be fine, too, if there was an inkling of what the next thing is going to be. But there's not yet. They, they've, they've got to lay some fucking groundwork soon. Because we've had the little, like, post-credits with Blade. We've had the post-credit with the Eternals. <laughs> I don't know. We've got the concept of shield and sword that we encountered with um, WandaVision. You know, these Fur- all feel Furies like little backlancing. Furies in space. Yeah, we've got some stuff that's sort of taken away. I, I think it changes on the fly a lot. Mm. Um, I think that's part of it too. Like here's the thing: once we get the sense of, like, whether it's Kang or Doom, once we see that, it'll, it'll start to feel like okay, there's that thing. It's just in the right. moment where we're getting a lot of, a lot of new stuff and a lot of stuff that just, is kind of Hawkeye yeah. was filler. Like if if you thought Hawkeye was the best thing in the world, it was still filler. You know, it was still just a. Take that, Kev. That's what he gets. That's what you get, Kevin. Okoye gets a series? Apparently, yeah. Nova? Is that going to be Nova Cores or is that going to be Nova as we know Nova? Not clear yet. Hmm. Probably Nova. Untitled character. Wakanda series. Hmm. <clears throat> it'll be grand. It'll be grand. Kang's going to start popping up in all of these films and we're going to start feeling momentum. And Doom's been rumoured for 
a bit as well. So mm. that that seems likely too. Yeah. Did we ever get an answer in that um, WandaVision series when uh, Monica Rambo is Monica Rambo about that auto or the aerospace engineer thing? Or yeah, yeah no, I think it was just a a bad line. Yeah, I don't think it was supposed to be anything, and just people latched onto it. I think because she said, "Oh, I know a guy," and then something arrived, and we never met the guy. I don't know if she said guy, mm. but anyway, this is true. I think people just jumped to conclusions there because we were so okay. eager for the story to start building to other stories but they haven't yet okay there was a trailer for the Sandman did you watch that looks great it looks pretty good doesn't it it does um, yeah, it looks really good I hope it's I hope it's good Looks fantastic. Have you read those books? Long time ago, but I have not. Yeah. I have not read them. If I were to start reading the Sandman, where should I start? Is there just a book one, or well, that there's the main collection of like volumes. You could start with those. Mm. Um, you could start with those. Okay. It's that straightforward. Is that a Marvel space? No, it's, for, it's DC, Vertigo. Yeah, I was trying to formulate a, a thought and couldn't really string it together without sounding harsh. So I guess I just got to sound harsh. Uh, the artwork is super dated for the most part. That's what puts me off it. It's quite dated. But the yeah. ideas and the way the way the world is kind of just created and staged and the way the story comes together and the way it, it just referenced. I have this it, it idea re- that like the covers are what people respond to, but the content art wise is dated. The content is quite dated. Yeah. But like the, like I said, the, it, it referenced the way it references like mythology and then like past comics and things and the way, the way he finds a way to kind of insert the character into these like points in real history and then reference kind of, you know, stories from mythology, but then also reference, you know, kind of obscure moments from kind of comic history and stuff. And it's, it's just this really epic, dense, densely woven story. And there's just, it's, it, it's more like, it's more like one of his books that happens to be kind of, I won't say poorly illustrated, but. The, the production of, of a dated. lot of it has has kind of dated a bit. There is some fucking fantastic artwork in there too. Don't get me wrong. There's some fucking superb stuff in there. Self-portrait? For sure. Like it's it's like if 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 that's not based on Gaiman, Gaiman has subsequently based himself on that. <laughs> it's, it's very much Gaiman. I think it's a little both. Robert Smith was what I always thought. Um... Yeah, like at the same time, there is there is great artwork in there too, um, mm-hmm. some some really really good stuff. But it's it's more just the ideas and the stories, which right. it's, just, it, it's it's a collection of you know gaming stories and they're kind yeah. of yeah. It, it's like that as well with like um, absolutely the Hellblazer books. Basically, I'm I'm not saying not read it. I'm just saying if um, 
I buy comics for artwork first, story second. Mm. You know, yeah. um, so it was. It took me a while to get into it. it I, I could appreciate the story yeah. straight away because the story is great. But and again, it, you know, um, yeah, it's just dated. See, I was I was able to do. Um, <laughs> I was able to get through um, Watchmen. It took me a while to come around to that art because it's so it is so densely packed. Like I did, ultimately, you know, I like that artist's work. He's phenomenal uh, artist, but, it was, but it's it's of a time, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, when I was on that sort of reading the worthy Alan Moore works type of thing, I couldn't go near from hell. Every time I looked at it, I was like, oh, "This is a fucking phone book." Yeah, you know. Yeah, I've thought about picking it up a couple of times because this story is really interesting and every time I mm. kind of picked it up and flicked through it I'm like mm. I can't deal with this <laughs> yeah especially you know when, um, when another artist with a similar style but could you know like a Sinkovich or somebody could have you know done something yeah it's pu- it's purely the like the era of it as well yeah. you know just like yeah. to, to print it on newsprint like that and to like even if they reprint it on thicker paper like it's the kind of it, the the medium was part of the message, I guess you know, like that sort of yep. to make you feel the way you do with it. Um, I I took me a minute to twig Joanna Constantine. That was a character Gaiman created, who was an ancestor of John Constantine. But this character seems to be contemporary with them, so I wonder if it is a little parallel, or if it's a. I wonder if they're going to even mention the idea that there's a John Constantine. I'm sure they will. It's just. Sure this is here's Joanne. Um, it looks. Would it, it ever looks like, so good? Um, I'm really impressed by how it looks. Just like from a, you know, kind of production design point of view, you know. Um, I really mm. hope they pull it off. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it, it's. It's looking good. I don't know. I felt like I had something else to add there. <laughs> And then I went, no, I don't. Haven't read it. Don't know what to say. Yeah, I haven't read it in a while, but there, there's some great stories. In it. There's, a, there's a really famous okay. one about, um, it's a cat that's going around talking to all these other cats and it's telling them that, and that the cat is spurned because uh, it's spurned on by the loss of its own litter because the humans, the humans drowned its litter and the cat is grieving and mm. the cat meets uh, Morpheus, Dream. And Morpheus tells the cat that cats used to be the apex predator and they used to they used to be like 10 times the size and they used to hunt humans and stuff. And that's the way the world was until one day some humans came to Dream and said, you know, we're, we're being hunted and we're being slaughtered and like, can't you help us? Can't you do something? And Dream tells the humans that if they all dream the same dream where they're, you know, in charge and where the world is belongs to man, it will become a reality. And he like he says it in a in a magical, mystical way. Mm. But they do, and hence we have the world we have here. And this cat that's grieving meets Dream and Dream tells him, you know, you used to be the predators until I told the humans this. But if you all dream the same thing again cats could be on top again so this cat is just going from town to town to city to city just telling all these other cats that uh, if they all dream the same dream then eventually someday it will like like magic 
but it's also obviously mm. quite metaphorical. But it's really like the story is much better than that. He tells it much better than I summarized it there. But yeah, um, but that that's just like a, a story in in one of the issues of the comic. You know, it's just it's slotted in there, and it doesn't really. You think it doesn't really connect to the kind of main thing going on with the story, but it it just it's it's this nice little kind of parable or fable or whatever you call it. So I wonder will that make it into the show? Hmm. But anyway, expect that type of story if if you're thinking of yeah. reading Randman. Yeah. That's the type of that's the kind of thing it's about. Okay, okay. Well, like I mean, that's a Netflix one, so. Um, I don't know. Sometimes with Netflix, it's like this is going to be great, or sometimes Netflix is like this is going to put a fortune into it and be fucking just nothing. Footnote and asterisk to the week. How about Bebop? <sighs> Poor Bebop. Did you say you watched The Boys? Yes. How's season three going? More of the same. Is that good? Uh, depends on whether you like The Boys or not. I'm watching it, <laughs> it's entertaining. We'll see. Okay. Will the story come together? Who knows? Um, it, it's hard to know right now. Is it delivering the message that I hope it's delivering or not? Ennis's comic is a parody of superheroes and he kind of imagines them as this corporate fascist thing. Yeah, And then the gag is that these you know bunch of lads the boys come in and they violently kind of mess them up and it's 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 a pretty shallow critique of capitalism and corporatism and fascism and it's it's you know bunch of crude jokes and kind of ultra violence and then it, it boils down to the boys who are supposed to be you know fighting against like these superpowers are representing you know real world superpowers effectively and how Mm -hmm. the boys the regular people you know can still have some agency or kind of fight back but they're they're just as despicable and deplorable as the characters they're fighting against and in the end of the comic they end up taking the same drug so they have powers too and the, the whole point even when you get aside from like the message or the critique or the parody or anything, the whole thing is supposed to be that it's just a bunch of regular people. And how would they take How would a group of, you know, government thugs or vigilantes or whatever, how would they take out a Superman or a Batman? And it, then it just undoes it all by just having them be superpowered people themselves and it's fun to watch it at the moment because you know they're taking shots at Disney and they're taking shots at, at this and that but Butchers is as much as a psychopath as as Homelander you know he's he's not a hero and is that the point is that what they're saying that you know are, are they being completely kind of you know nihilistic and cynical or are they making a are they are they trying to you know make a point here that Ultimately, you know, if, if we left, if we leave this struggle to to the people that want power, whether it's a butcher or a homelander, then we're always going to end up kind of the the Huey, the victim in the middle. 
Is that the point it's making? Is it, is it equally critical of Butcher and Homelander? Cause, or is it just a bunch of dick jokes? Yeah. So it's kind of like it, it, it's, it's fine every so often, but it wears thin after a while because it's just the same ultraviolence after a bit. You know, and it's kind of shocking and fun the first few times you see it, but then you see it again and again. And it's like, are they doing this for shock value here or are they doing this to, to make a, a yeah. criticism of something or other? I'm, I'm, really I'm, don't I barely got through that first episode. I barely got through the pilot of it. And don't get me wrong, I, I, I do like it. I just, I just wonder where is it going? Yeah. Is it just a crude, shallow thing that's, you know, pretending to to have something to say about, you know, fascism and power or is it just is it just a frat humor kind of thing with a lot of blood and guts and sex and stuff too soon to say mm. but that said i do watch it i do it is i do think it's an entertaining show it's just i kind of wonder is it making a broader point here or is it is it is it a shallow show and i don't know there, uh, how to phrase this because there is the possibility of the the greatest depths achievable in comic books but I'd never think Ennis gets there I think Ennis has this superficial you know I think I think there's a there's a bottom to his depth if that makes sense that works in in the short spurt that is a comic book though I don't know is he the worst of them I mean I, he's um he's preacher right and a bunch of hellblazers mm-hmm. and, yep yeah yeah, he just lost me at a certain point. Sometimes you need the constraints of the corporation to stop you just navel gazing into fucking locking yourself in your bedroom and doing ultraviolence and weird sex shit. That make sense? I don't know if I wanted to. <laughs> it does. The corporations should be in charge, Brian, is what I'm saying. Do I see a teaser for a new True Lies TV series? Are you telling me that, that can't I good, don't right? have your undivided attention? You have my undivided. It doesn't attention. seem like it. I I'm just trying to catch up with your depth of media knowledge at the same time. You know, did you see that trailer? Are you a fan of the original True Lies? Um, I definitely was. I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't know. I haven't seen it in mm. a while, but I did mm. like it at bit, the time. It's a bit long, but I definitely <clears throat> liked it growing up. Some impressive stunt stuff in it. Yeah, especially for the day, you know. Charlton Heston as Nick Fury. Yep, a hundred percent. And the last sort of like Cameron action film before he sort of descended into this weird yeah. obsession. Um, you do wish he'd come back and just do some one-off thing, right? Do you? I do. Like what though? I don't know. I mean, that's for him to fucking show us. But like. 15, 20 years of Avatar land? You know, when I was thinking about this... Like, how long was he making Avatar before the first Avatar came out? Forever. It was a decade of pre-production on that thing. When I was thinking about, you know, that Vader kind of Star Wars stuff last week, like, we've had a bunch of Terminator films. And they're not, you know, clinging to kind of old designs and aesthetics. You know, there's there's a Mm -hmm. ton of stuff that was successful and popular that has you know had sequels today and yeah it's just it's it's frustrating we're back to star wars let's move off again 
Did I ever show you the sketches I did of like, um, I did a redesign of the Dalek from Doctor Who. Never show you those sketches. It's real loose with a brush pen. I think you did. Real loose with a brush pen. I took that sort of like trash can vibe of it and through those le- through those planes because there's it's kind of hexagonal through those planes at his legs with with rollers on it so that you could get like a real like like springy kind of crabby vibe out of them and that it could like like get a real dynamic turning around of, of corners and stuff as they moved and, and really tried to make them sort of aggressively aggressive in their movement and you could still have them come to rest and land at that upright position but then once they started to move um, I think that's a similar sort of idea of where you're at where it's like you've got a design that was what was achievable now let's knock it up a notch slightly you know what I mean like let's take the, the spirit of it I mean, it- but there's a fine line there because like that fucking Robocop movie didn't work <laughs> and they tried to update some shit there yeah but that didn't work because it was a bad movie this is true. That design itself wasn't bad. It was just in in action. It what it needed more post production, I think. You know, um, but then they also updated the original suit. He goes back to that one, and it's updated, and it looks good. He goes back to an update of the towards the end, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think part of the problem with that, and we're getting off as well. But somebody said um, it might even have been Verhoeven talking about it after the fact, but it was like. The idea of RoboCop as a tank rather than this sort of like speedy, zippy thing, you know, that the way he moved was as part of as much a part of RoboCop as anything else, this sort of unstoppable, ponderous thing coming towards you. Whereas, you know, once you're animating this robot suit just as agilely as a human, it sort of like was like, Yeah, I may as well be watching any superhero movie. Yeah, but that's that's what they were trying to do with it, you know. They they saw Metal Gear Solid and was like that cyborg ninja thing, that's pretty cool. We mm. should do that. And that'd be fine, you know, because... Except it wasn't good. Yeah, because the thing is, like, you know, getting aside from, you know, how Robocop should move and everything, that film is a, a you know, broad, absurd satire. That's what Robocop is more than anything else. The second it's... It doesn't matter whether he's a fucking cyborg ninja or not. If it's yeah. it stops being Robocop the second, it's not a a fucking bizarre satire. Commercialism, of, yeah, violence, yeah. and and that's not what they were the trying to do with it. Corporations they, in civilization. They were trying to do an action movie with a dude in the yeah. mech suit. There's a little bit of like Samuel L. Jackson trying to be this sort of corporate like yeah. head of the corporation. He did that in The Kingsman as well, didn't he? He was kind of an Elon Musky type. Do you mean at the same time, or sorry, excuse me? Around the same time, you said you watched Adult Material. Adult Material, Channel Four. Show. I know nothing about that. Channel Four show from two years ago, four episodes oh. on oh. Netflix. It's achievable um, to watch. Yep, it is not an easy watch. No, oh. it's very good. I'm out. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Does it have where, emotional depth? Uh, yes, it does. Yes. I'm out. <laughs> um, I don't know what's the relevant stuff summarizing it without 
giving too much away. It's it's it's, it's basically a look at a uh sex worker porn star in the UK. She's quite successful she has a husband, she's sending her three kids to private school. She has a kind of a porn empire. She has her merchandise and stuff. And mm-hmm. things take a turn. But it was an all female crew writers I think and they kind of researched the subject of like porn in the UK and around the world I guess um, and online uh, extensively Um, they researched it quite a bit and they kind of they had two porn porn stars as consultants on it and it's just a look at the, the, the there's a dramatic narrative but then it looks at it how that plays out in the different interests and spheres within porn and uh yeah it was it was excellent very very good it's four episodes it isn't it's not relentlessly grim or anything but it's it's a very honest yeah it's a very kind of honest uh kind of raw in places look at what what happens to people in that industry um without spoiling it it ends on a more positive note so it's not it's not gloomy and it's quite funny as well it's it's quite funny in places okay. there's i don't know when i kind of spoiling too much the plot if i was to there's a there's a running gag where she kisses a another woman three or four times and each time the woman is just like you know it's like kissing hitler <laughs> you know she's like you do nothing for me basically and it's in, in the midst of all this kind of drama there's there is humor and stuff in it kissing hitler yeah uh, i think the first time she says she's like i'd rather kiss a j cloth or something like that uh but yeah i was i hadn't heard of it before um it's from 2020 i think it was only added recently it's only four episodes it's not an easy watch but if it sounds interesting i would definitely recommend it but yeah it's it's rough in places kind of deals with um there's a plotline involving rape and things like that as well so if you know be warned i was very impressed fair enough i watched i watched ricky gervais's supernature and i watched uh, bill burr's friends who kill and in both instances i was like why are we making i don't know like the amount of times these comedians want to address the idea that they're going to get cancelled for saying something or that they're they're being edgy because they're making a joke about trans people and people's views on trans people. It's good business for them to bring this up. It's weird. Yeah, that's all it is. It's weird. I was in a bar the other day and I ordered a pint and as I did, I heard like two people next to me talking to the barman and they were just like, you see the Gervais thing? He gave it to the trans people. It's good. He's pushing back. Somebody needs to push back. Like I was like, the fuck is going on in the world i I don't want to just i that's kind of as much as i want to have this conversation but like i went into both of those things going like i know gervais like there are people that hate him i've always sort of had a i like gervais i like what he's done historically but i know that there's this little like asterisk next to him to a degree um but i went to watch it and was just like can we please just not do that i like 
And the same thing with the Bill Burr thing. Like it had, you know, Jimmy Carr and Michelle Wolf on. And again, funny, but all kind of tiptoeing around this sort of vein. It's like, I think, am I just watching the wrong comedy? Am I just, am I just not into this? Do I need to find other comedians to watch? Yes. Um, I still, yes. I still, I still I, okay. I think that's it, isn't it? It ended, that show ends with like a, um, this group called the Goddamn Comedy Band or something like that, or some, whatever. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a sort of, what, I guess, footnote to comedy shows. They've they've got a band, a bunch of comedians that play music and they sing and it's, I'm sure it's great fun for the comedians and I'm sure it's great fun for the audiences. But as the last 10 minutes of the thing I'm watching at home, it's a comedian that can't sing and a band that are fine. And it's like I bet it's I bet it's grand at the Netflix is a joke festival, yeah. And you're having fun, but Free I booze. was like, mm. yeah, this was okay. Let's let's move on. Should I be shitting on comedians while I'm trying to be a comedian? Uh, yeah, I'm not shitting sure. on them. You're not right? shitting on anybody. I don't think I am. No, you're not. I don't think anything I'm saying is uh, effective enough. I just think that. Um, oh, I saw a great somebody wrote. Um, Somebody wrote a series of tweets that were like Orson Welles responding to trans people in the world. Like somebody putting to him, well, what do you think of the trans question? And, and it's um, ultimately somebody ended up doing a, an impression of Welles reading it back, going, you know, something along the lines of the trans question. A, a number of people, a, a, a people that number in the millions are not a question, they are a demographic historically x y and z and he's able to like oh the greeks had this the indians have this and we're going to go fucking nuts because uncle jerry shows up in pantyhose it's just it's um it's a lovely little piece of like pure kind of it's a good orson welles take as well do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like he sort of <clears throat> Chappelle drives me mad a, a shadow of his former self once an icon and don't come at me i know this i'm i'm not so unaware that i know i'm not speaking about myself it's a great little like little rant in a wellsian tone and then somebody who could do a good sort of maurice lamarche Pinky in the brain kind of Orson Welles approach recorded it. Um, um, I think I like that so much because I do like Welles. I like, I just like the way the guy talks yeah. and I would like to think that's the side of the coin he would come down on with his breadth of knowledge and experience in the world because the man, the man went into the man. world. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's why that appeals to me so much is because I want him to be, um, I heard a few minutes of Joe Duffy's radio show today and there was a woman okay? there was a woman giving out about trans women in women's prisons and at one point Joe called her Sandy or Sandra I think and I am um, mm. I, I could be wrong but I was fully certain it was Gemma O'Doherty calling in under a pseudonym and they just like know better not to to let her on. But she called in and was like, "Hello, I'm I'm Sandra, and I want to want to give out about right. stuff." But she's saying, "You know, oh, you know, the Nelson Mandela. You know, the the only thing that like prison should take away is your liberty. And there's these people in prison, and they're at the risk of being harmed while they're in prison. It's like by other prisoners. That's just prison. You fucking." dope it just kind of it was funny because i the second i heard her talking i was like oh jesus christ <laughs> and then he referred to her by a different name and i was like what 
Yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that listening to like, because I used to, like my car, you remember my old car. It used to like just have a radio. And so you just have the radio fucking on. And it's, I, I would find myself sitting there getting annoyed at Chacho, like Don't phone in. listen to and, the radio. That's why I'm always saying. Yeah, that, that is what I've learned. But I would, I would sit there getting annoyed. Every time I found myself getting annoyed, I went, this is a fake caller. This is some bullshit because it's 11 o'clock at yep. night and nobody's called in yep. and they have some fucking improv douche. Just manufacturing out- outrage. Because yeah. that's what gets people interested. That's what mm. gets people talking. That's what gets them engaged. Manufacturing outrage. I think I said to you, I tried to... Um, I was talking to somebody at the weekend and Love, Death and Robots came up and they latched onto Jabaro. It was like, it was amazing. It stayed with me forever. And I was just like, well, I'm not going to shoot this down. I'm just going to keep a conversation going. And I'm just going to, you know, acknowledge the good in Jabaro. And by the end of the conversation, I went, maybe I'm completely wrong here. Maybe I was just trying to annoy Brian. Maybe it was better than I think it was. And I came back and I watched it again. And I, 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 I bring it up simply to say I stand by it. I don't think it's not massively impressive. Yeah, it's just not your thing. It's just not my thing. I, thing. I, I watched the whole thing fine. through. It's like that's fine. That's fine. It's 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 massively impressive and it's very um, you know whatever. But I do want to see a making of. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to. I want to know how they did the backgrounds. I want to know how. And following one of the artists that worked on it, they've posted just I want it, like. I want very, to see rigs. Yeah, they I want have, to see the mocap. They haven't posted that stuff. There, like, there's mocap for sure, right? Um, they, they're almost certainly. I, I know that this question came up for the witness, and mm. I don't remember the exact answer, but if. I remember correctly the quote was something to the effect that people ask this they assume that there's kind of performance caption stuff going on he's like this is all traditionally animated I I mean we're talking about two separate things yeah but like watching Jabaro it's like there, there is that you know somebody in the animation industry said to me you know the dirty little secret of motion capture is every frame has to be handled by an animator exactly yeah, yeah. Up, you know yeah. exactly so you know um because we're t- we're too i don't know i can't speak in broad terms because i don't do enough of it but you know we're very idiosyncratic in the way we move there's lots of tremors there's lots of micro movements that we don't account for so when you're when you're capturing that stuff and trying to deliver a performance on screen somebody needs to go in and go why is that pinky twitching you know and they just take this shit out of it and just tidy it up a little bit um, but that is mocap to hell but like even just the environments like we see that lake a couple of times from that top shot and mm-hmm. um, so it's like I want to know did they build that little environment and everything takes place in and around that and we just see different angles on it I'd, I'd love to I'd love to get a little like technical breakdown Um the water is astounding Unless they shot stuff outside. I don't know. Is it real? Is it real? What's real, Brian? What's real anymore? What is real? What What is real? What is real? What is real? <sighs> Trailer for Black Adam went up. It did. 
What did you make of that? Um, it looked fine, I guess. I forgot that it was like full of Pierce Brosnan's and Hawkman's and Atoms's. They're just trying to get Black Adam to the hero position. Oh, for sure. Yeah. In inside of the first thirty minutes, it just like it doesn't. I I, I kind of go, what the fuck is the point of doing Black Adam if you're just going to jump straight to he's a hero now? He'll be a villain in the extent that you know he's not okay to hurt the bad guys that the good guys are fighting. Mm. He's not okay to hurt the bad guys that he, the bad guys are fighting. He's okay. He finds it all right to hurt them. Yeah, yeah. He he'll he'll kill some motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean I saw somebody saying, "Oh, the Rock is crushing it. He's delivering something so different." It's like no, that that felt like a Rock performance. It's just jerk Rock. Someone hit him We've with a. Seen yeah. him do it before. Hmm. Well, we've covered Black Adam. We did indeed. Uh, there was a trailer and a release date for a game called Seasons that I don't know what it's about really and I don't really care. It just looks beautiful. I think it involves cycling around on your bike and recording nature sounds and it looks gorgeous. It is beautifully animated. You need to look at it. Cycling about in your bike? Cycling about in your bike, going around to different places, recording nature sounds and whatnot there's more to it than that obviously but uh the the art style for the game is beautiful it's kind of cell shaded animated cartoon looking but um very very nice it is pretty i'm looking at it it's very pretty it's a very pretty very game pretty got ghibli vibes for sure mm-hmm. right they should make a Pokemon game that looks like that. There's something coming like that, isn't there? Mm, no. Not really. It's not a Pokemon game, but there's something. And there was a trailer for the remake of Resident Evil 4. Which I'm Is that a remake or a remaster? Remake. In the same style. So that's from, from scratch, like? Yeah, in the same style as the Resident Evil two and three remakes uh, the two remake was excellent I thought the three make was was okay it wasn't bad but it it came I think the following year the year after two and two was just was just really slickly produced really kind of polished gameplay just very 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 high production values kind of on all fronts it was great so mm. people were kind of saying well they got to do this with four because you know four was four was four um and it was rumored for a while and then they eventually revealed it a couple of nights ago i think it was thursday last week actually was it i think yep and uh, it looks, looks cool i think they're going to reveal more of it in another four days i think so it'd be kind of cool to see e3 is kind of cancelled being been uh, done. gutted by Cancelled. these people doing their own independent. Well, it's not happening this year, as far as I know. It's done. Mm. Yes. The game I was thinking of was called Dokev or Dokev or Dokev. Oh, we talked about it before. But in terms of being a sort of 
Yeah, we talked about yeah. it before on the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember. I was, just I was just reminding us. Sort of open-worldly Pokemon-y thing. I, that's certainly what they want us to think it is. Interesting. I don't think anything in that trailer looks real. In what sense? It looks like, a, you know, a kind of a target a render -rendering. for... Or wouldn't a game that looked and played like this be cool? It sure yeah. would. Where is it? Yeah. No, I mean, that's what I... like. That's a fucking, he's on a fucking jet ski now. There's so many... There's so much going on. You're like, how is all of this expected to happen in the same game? At that level. Hmm. How do you say the name of that, though? No idea. Hmm. I don't know. That's how I'd say it. Um, other news I think we're going to end up wrapping this up without Kevin we don't have a life or soul to it and I'm dead inside and you're carrying my dead weight <laughs> with your uh, incredible breath of knowledge um, uh, I got a ticket to All Together Now going to go see some Nick Cave very nice um, I think I mean I guess the lineup is good I'm not a festival dude but like I saw Nick Cave was playing and I was like oh, I do want to see that and then a buddy was like do you want to go to this so it oh yeah cool and then I bought the ticket and thought Nick Cave might play for an hour I'm there for a weekend <laughs> yeah I feel like I've overcommitted. committed nah. um, I was supposed to go to Iron Maiden with my brother on Monday what happened there it's in Belfast it is yeah. very expensive to get to Belfast from Cork. Oh, really? Uh, we were looking at train tickets first, and the train from Cork to Belfast was 91 euro and 30 cents both ways. Is it because you're entering a new country that isn't part of the EU? I don't know. Um, then looked at... Because it's across the border. I assumed, because it said on the site that that was like two changes, so I assumed it was like a Cork-Dublin train and then a Dublin-Belfast train. But then when I looked them up separately, it was cheaper, but it was still about a hundred euro return just to go to Belfast. It's like, you can fly to fucking, you know, Rome, yeah. Milan, Porto for 30 bucks and you can get a ticket yeah. for... Primavera or some other festival and five days and cheap accommodation too. It was just like, what? Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? You saw that like, even they were talking to Doll, that like somebody wanted to see Bruce Springsteen mm -hmm. and they figured out it was cheaper to buy a ticket and see him in Rome than it was to come to Dublin. Yeah. So they, this guy's going to Rome to see Bruce Springsteen rather than two hours up the road. Good. <laughs> Not good for the old no, Irish it's not. economy, it but sucks. It's what do we what do, what do we what do we do, Brian? How do we fix this? How do we how do we fix the Irish economy? How do we fix like the whole financial system? How do we fix the whole um, like, the, 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 the upper lower middle class kind of? How do we how do we fix this? How do we fix this? How do we how do you, how do you make it so we can live in Ireland? Well, we we gotta we gotta you know find a way to stop or slow down these investment funds. Gotta tell them, hey you, hey. Hey, stop it. No. No. And we got to get the politicians to, you know, do that. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But they're not mm -hmm. listening. They're not mm -hmm. listening at all. I actually saw some interaction on Twitter. Somebody was pointing out the fact that 
Kennedy Wilson are building some thing somewhere in Dumbstelorgan, I think. And just the fact that like the apartments in there, they're building nothing there. It's it, they're building just for rent, and the rent is going to be extortionate. And you know, there's people rightly giving out and criticizing it. And then there was a, a Twitter account that had, you know, what would have been a egg avatar back in the day. Uh, it was just now this the blank thing, and they've only been active since March 2020 or something. And they came in and they were saying, um, "Why are you complaining? They're building stuff. Like this is a good thing. Like we I mean, it's like just." clearly a fucking fake account just somebody had set up mm. just to fucking you know either derail the conversation or just to kind of spread their own fucking sure their own message on on this bullshit but um yeah and that the worst thing is you know people engage with them is like this is this is a bad actor they are not having a conversation with you yeah. in good faith they're literally here to just say well sure what's wrong with that this is a good thing we need more of that we need more of this they're not there to engage with you on on ideas of policy because anybody with a brain could look at the situation right now and say yep. this is absolutely fucked this is going the way of new york it's going the way of fucking other places around the world where it's out of control and we're just it's letting it happen so funny that like like i didn't i didn't do history in college i did secondary school history and so much of the, I mean, maybe it was my history class. Maybe you can tell me if, if, if yours covered it as much as mine did. But the concepts of home rule mm-hmm. and yeah. absentee landlordism, the idea that we, part of what drove us up the wall to the point of rebellion so many fucking times was the idea that we were paying rent for poor accommodation to British or foreign landlords. And we establish um, a free yeah. state and instituted an absentee landlord system. Good night, everybody. <laughs>